Hello. Hello. If you like this podcast, we've got a Patreon. If you join our Patreon by giving us like maybe like it's like a quarter of a coffee a month kind of thing, you can join our Slack and talk to us anytime you want about we, we've got this Slack where we put all the links that we're thinking about and all the, you know, just sort of subject matter related to this podcast and all this grand thinking around it. So if you come and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash grand podcast, you can join in. What's your stuff, Ivanka? What can people My do stuff. specifically for you? This week, I've decided to ask everybody to go and check out brightonnaturalhealthcentre.org.uk, which is a charity of which I am a trustee. And now it is not restricted purely to people in Brighton because all classes are online. Yeah. Um, so, yes, do join in. By simply attending a class, you will help us make sure that a 40-year-old charity gets to live on to fight another pandemic or mm. whatever the future will hold. What was that so, address? brightonnaturalhealthcentre.org.uk If you want to support me, join my mailing list. You get a free book called Tracking Happiness and Why It Works. And that's sort of the baseline of, of the content that's going to be coming through on the mailing list where I'm just going to talk about ways that you can use nerdy techniques to use data to help you in your search for meaning and also some stuff with productivity and all that kind of thing so if you want to get serious about like really optimizing your levels then come to goodtohear.co.uk slash free Welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. We're going to take down negative forces with our thinking and talking, and we're going to make the world a better place through rambling talking. on every week about our opinions. <laughs> My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. This week, we're, we're going to try some more TikToks, because I, I quite enjoyed doing the TikToks last week, despite the... Uh, audio tightrope that I feel like I'm walking when I've got all these extra things plugged into things. We had a extra lip in half hour of tech support this morning, tech mucking about. But yeah. this is also that I can record these TikToks into the computer, onto the podcast as we listen to them. Um, but yeah, so this week we've got some... What are the TikToks this week? Let me just... Oh, this Jason... Re uh, this uh, Reese Mogg... What's his name? Jacob Rees-Mogg, Jason Rees-Mogg, um, <laughs> talking about tuition fees. It's a good one. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, and a couple more. It'll be a surprise. Ooh, yeah, surprise. it'll be a surprise. Get ready for some surprises. But, you know, we're really going to take down some rightists. How are you doing, Ivanka? I am doing well. I'm trying to decide. I always say that, don't I? You I, sure do. I do. I always say I'm doing well. As I'm I doing well. As I scrabble around for which story I'm going to tell. I usually go, uh, um, uh, oh, I haven't really thought. Yeah, <laughs> I've forgotten to, I haven't taken notes recently. Go on. I'm going to say two things about my island. One, oh. last week we became the the peaking hotspot of coronavirus yeah. for the country, literally. But up to Is it 40, 100 deaths, uh, 40, okay. 40 
not there's only been there's not even been a hundred deaths in the whole country. Oh, okay. Um, so, but we're forty Cases. forty people have tested positive of the many that were tested. So right. it's all been a bit of a roller coaster. As one of my friends said, she said it's all. I mean, it, it, she said it, they are low numbers in the abstract, but when they're in the village next to yours, it's okay to be slightly disturbed by it. Mm. So that's one island story. And then the second island story is that yesterday it was extremely windy with a warm wind that felt like somebody was blowing a hairdryer at you <laughs> most wow. of the day. And none of us coped very well. Oh we concluded this morning that rainy wind, windy rain is more fun than just dry, never you know, no respite from dry, strong wind. We all went a bit mm. doolally. I got a migraine. My daughter told me that the reason mm. she hadn't participated properly in her Croatian lesson was, well, mummy, while I was asleep, daddy's ring went into my head and swirled around inside my brain. And then I didn't have a clever brain anymore. Okay. <laughs> she said to me, she told, told me this with a very straight face. Sounds and like something out of a bloody David Lynch film. So I just laughed because I had nowhere to go. <laughs> I was like, that's not the conversation we're supposed to be having. Anyway, so that's my week. Mm, we had, uh, we've been, it's been cold here. Like, but uh, Sharon did clock that it was like 37 degrees in Greece at the moment. So I guess uh, 37? you're not far from there. Yeah. Oh God. Like at the weekend. No, we're not up there yet. It's like four degrees today here. 37 already in May. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's all over the place everywhere. I think anyway, that's climate change for you. Um, oh, sorry, I should say that that's climate change for you. <laughs> um, how are you? Uh, how am I? Uh, I'm sort of I'm feeling a bit knackered. I don't know why. I've been coming into the studio. I've been sort of gradually getting back into the swing of playing a bit of music. I even fired up the new Logic Pro yesterday, which has all like some fancy new features. It's like using Fruity Loops, which I'm quite excited about because it was I was missing the sequencer that Fruity Loops had that I used to use back in the 90s. Um, So that's fun. I uh, I've been trying to sort of like go where the wind blows me a bit. But also just yesterday was a day of like nothing working properly and I think I'm going to start track you know I've got my big grid of different projects that I'm working on I'm going to start tracking whether I have horrible days like horrible periods on any of them and then just sort of see which ones are the most the baddies the ones that are really annoying and maybe just cut those out <laughs> so maybe the android version of changes might not come out if I just cannot be bothered to deal with react native being terrible it's not, it's just like I need a computer that's like 10 times as fast and that doesn't exist in a laptop. But to be honest, it's all a bit like repetitive at the moment. Mm. And all of my different projects are a bit spread out and I'm just like coming in and working hard and I don't know. It's like slow going, slow going. Numbers on my app are sort of looking like they're kind of starting to tail off. Um, so... You know, but I did do, here's what I did. I did my tax return the minute I got my P60 again. My goodness. I, I've done my VAT return and my self-assessment tax returns this week. I'm so ahead of the game. And I thought I was going to have £1,000 to pay or 2000 or something, but it was just £65. So I don't know if that's something I'm happy about or unhappy about. 
<laughs> yes, it's a, it's a definitely a double-edged sword, that one. Yes. It's like, oh, I didn't make any money. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's much more high-minded than that. It's oh. the, um, like, are the Tories just giving me tax breaks for oh, being... Oh, like, you're much more civilised than me then. Yeah, like, I'm not talking about... I want to... I sort of... I, I think we should be trying to pay more taxes. <laughs> I think that's one thing that's come out of this podcast. So, um, like, if we if we keep sort of, like, slicing down the taxes... So it's sort of like one of those things, like, with music, um, there's now a limit on how much anyone can contribute because of the tax system. <laughs> In the same way that the music, it's like, you can... Once you've got your Spotify subscription, that's, like, the most you can give... Whereas when it was like, I'm going to buy an album, I'm going to buy a song, you could like give one artist loads more if you wanted to. But now yeah, there's yeah. not really any mechanism for that. And it's the same with tax. It's like, if, well, if you can't, if they keep cutting the taxes, then the people that would like to contribute have no way of doing it anymore, except through dodgy uh, private, uh, you know, well, through charities and private things, which, you wow. know. My tax we've... bill was huge, so I, I, I uh, had no prompt for high-mindedness. <laughs> Let's do our first TikTok. This is going to be like last week. I mentioned pickup artist types. I like this is going to be an interesting conversation. I think uh, between a male and female podcaster. A lot of young, disaffected males, men, boys, are drawn to people like this guy. Let's. I'll just play it and see, what see how uncomfortable it makes you. Yeah. <laughs> someone you think is high status girls that i'm attracted to do you want to know the real problem you've been brainwashed you just named people who have something you want what do hot girls that he's attracted to have that he wants titties <laughs> love and support what do the girls hold that he wants it's not titties validation. validation you have been brought up in some type of way shape or form and heard things during your upbringing in your teenage years that taught you you need other people to tell you you're enough. So anytime you meet someone who could tell you those things, whether it's verbally or non-verbally, you gravitate towards them. And then you're like a puppy dog waiting for them to give you the stamp of approval. If we always give someone else our power, what does that do to us? Okay, so it ends rhetorically. So let's sort of like casual misogyny aside. It'd be interesting to see how he thinks you solve the power imbalance. Mm. I think that's the question. I don't disagree that, uh, you know, anybody who's coming onto you weirdly, who's behaving inappropriately, who's doing weird <laughs> shit, has <laughs> usually got some kind of esteem problem over an either an overinflated idea of their worth or an underinflated. The under tends to come with anger and the over just comes with sort of just nastiness as a, you know, like both of them, neither are good. So what he's saying yeah. fundamentally is it's just like what he thinks, what comes after that scares me, like with mm. his, little, his little power story. Yeah. I wonder if we can uh, find out... No, there's it, only one, uh, he's only got one thing, so <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Like, if you give, what does that do to you? It, yeah, okay. I mean, maybe you this... you, you, I mean, I think it's good advice to anybody to not look for external validation of their, I mean, we, 
you know, we talk about that. We've talked about that when we talked about psychopaths. It's like we've talked about or sociopaths or some of these very powerful people who's, you know, clearly mummy and daddy have not shown them enough love. Hmm. And so they're constantly chasing that. Look what I can do. Look what I could do. Look, I've, I've invented Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> do you love me now? Yeah. I think it's very... I mean, I, think, I, I, yeah. I have I always had this... I always had this, right? Like I, when I was younger, I was always like, like if anyone sort of said something that sort of made me feel validated, I was like, I was that puppy dog or I was that like, you know, I would sort of, but I'd be too scared to talk to them again. <laughs> but I'd be sort of looking for them all the time. This person that said that maybe my dream is a valid dream. It's a hard thing to think about because I, I feel like there's something here that I want to talk about, but I'm not quite sure how to or how it's going to have value or if it's just going to be sad or like well, what would I if I when I was younger if I'd seen this person like I, I, I think it does hinge on what the f***ing advice is unfortunately. So. Unfortunately, I think that's what that's the but I think as a topic I have I have debated one of that on my topic list. Can you hear that noise in the background? Bit, yeah afraid there's a loo visit happening so uh, i don't think we could do a great deal about it the um uh i think self-esteem was one of the things that i i was going to suggest as a topic because mm. i think it's actually a big problem uh you know it's a root of lots of bad behavior or misbehavior yeah. or or you know that after that that woman last week the young the young gun talking about you know that uh little boy behavior yeah it's like yeah. look Everybody, without exception, every single one of us is, well, I think, well, I certainly, but let's not, I won't talk for everybody. I'm going to talk about me. You talked about you. Of course, of course, of course, of course, you want people that you admire to tell you that you are worthy of admiration. Mm. You know, and I think... Um, and also, sometimes, sometimes a, a, a nice substitute is people that you don't particularly admire. <laughs> it just makes you feel good. We all need that external <laughs> anyone. validation. Anyone, just please tell me that I'm, you know, whatever it is that I, I think. And I, I had this, yeah, anyway, I think this is a bigger topic, actually. I thought about it the other day in the content. I was re-listening to one of our podcasts because somebody... Somebody had said they'd enjoyed an episode, so I went back to listen mm. to it. I told you I'd been reading that book about nose breathing through the nose. Yeah. And you and you reacted like that. You laughed. You kind of went, yeah. <laughs> you breathing through the nose, whatever. And I was like, and, you know, I have to, when, with a reaction like that, I have to check myself because my, my response to that is, oh, Michael thinks I've done something stupid. I'm <laughs> stupid. No, no. But this is the reality. So much of my own personality and self-perception and value is about me hoping or thinking, am I clever enough? Am I... Am I using my brains enough? Am I delivering... Not delivering, that's a bad word. Like, if people don't think I'm clever, then I am... I'm not, uh, you know, that's what, that's where all my weird insecurities are. They're not about whether someone thinks my tits look good. My, <laughs> my, my insecurities around my brain. Mm. I think this is a, all of this dude, you yeah. can understand why he would attract people if he's telling them to take back their power. 
yeah. but it but it's whether it's done aggressively or not like if you go and see a therapist if you have therapy therapy's all around all about understanding your own power isn't it mm. and your own weaknesses and but but really about understanding your own power and i think that you know it's like these people instead of going to a therapy session are going to see somebody who goes yeah yeah <sighs> and i think so the thing is, like, I think, um, you know, we, we when I had the therapist of, uh, you know, the, the one that really helped me, that helped you too, that um, I there was, it was kind of a similar thing. You get, like, charged up by yeah. that experience. And there is a bit of a half-life to it. Like, it, sort of as the day-to-day comes or as you kind of suddenly you're face-to-face with. Like, one of the things I had, that, so I'll throw in a couple of things, like, one of the things I had going to therapy, suddenly like I'm being seeing that I, you know, who I am is valid. I am a person. I can take up space without having to feel, you know, like yeah. guilty or terrible about that. I am a person. I have a right to exist and um, I can be vulnerable and I can, you know, put myself out there. And then to go back to my family and suddenly realise that then them someone to just say something to me and me to realize that that has been the voice in my head this whole time it's a real voice it's things that people in my family would say to me that would make me feel really bad and that's it was like that could like trip me up and like kind of undercut the, the therapy again um so i and but then i'd go back and then i'd be recharged and you know buoyed again and sort of like confident again but there is something to that getting the recharge, but you've got to find a way that is a bit more sustainable to get that yeah. that that sort of self esteem and that energy and that kind of like you know just um, validation and just just believing that what you think is valid doesn't necessarily come easily. But the the other the only other thing I'd say is something that I actually find really useful for my uh, for in an ongoing way is to have this podcast because sometimes like I I was uh, I I can be feeling like small and then I can go and edit the podcast and I can think that was fun and I'll kind of come out feeling a lot more like I know who I am and I'm not like scared to just project that out into people that I might have been sort of more cautious about doing that to otherwise and that has led to you know a magnetism of certain people towards they, they sort of suddenly want to be my friend you know, because I, I'm able to kind of project that because of the confidence of just like listening back and editing the podcast well, so it's just I do our think, podcast yeah. I do I do think that the ultimately this podcast is just therapy for both mm. of us but hopefully it's of benefit somebody else One thing I was going to say about what you was uh, about these TikTok things that mm. I I noticed when I listened back to last week's is that the people that I didn't so that Amazon one about unions mm. was very factual and calm. Mm. Amazon doesn't agree with this. They don't. They're not anti-union, but they're not. Mm. They are yeah. neutral. But it was delivered. Yeah, you know, here's some facts. Here's a clip from a video. Here's a story. The, the Trump-wearing girl going on about attacks on boys was like shouting and wah! Mm. And then the, you know, the, the, that what's-his-face whose name has not gone into my head. The, <laughs> you don't need it, Shapiro. The, 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 the Shapiro dude is like, yeah, and what about this and what about that? It's like, 
your whole delivery and this guy and his audience they're like yeah what are they got do we not got and all this like it's like can you know it's just not it's not very civilized is it michael <laughs> <laughs> And maybe I mean, that's part of the problem. Like, I don't talk to people. I don't tend to talk. And I'm a very high energy community. My daughter, I was on the phone to my mum this morning, and my daughter just went, shh. <laughs> I was like, don't you shush me, child. Because <laughs> I, like, I was talking about my mum. I was like, get on the phone and sort it out. She's like, calm down, mummy. <laughs> I'm not on calm. I'm just telling a story. <laughs> it's just like... Um, but yeah, so I, as somebody who's quite a high energy, high octane communicator in normal life, I, mm. I actually, but, but I feel like mine tends to be, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I feel like this sort of negative high energy is really quite, but it sweeps you along. It's like well, being in a, you know, like going to a foot, you know, we talked about church and football matches and all sorts of things you go in and there's all these other people and there's all this energy and it fills you with this sort of yeah these are my people and there's this mm. euphoria that comes from that energy that's around so I could totally get why you get sucked into that but I think I, it's I mean I'm, I'm cautious about like sort of any us and themism here yeah and thinking that we uh, we get we rant and rave about certain things as well like i yeah. think like i think um i think trump and his ilk want to paint the left as like hair pulling waving yelling like um highly strung entitled you know snowflakes or whatever um but like if you look at it like there might for every one of those there's someone with lots of facts and just speaking calmly and then you've got a Greta Thunberg so you yeah. know we, we've got yeah, it covered yeah. and in the same way I'm sure the right has you know Jordan Peterson doesn't give you the the sort of yelly kind of no, high pitch thing no. he gives you the very calm thing so I think like I don't know that there's a there's maybe a it's just the, divide yeah. you know between the types of people I think it's maybe it's just you know, the TikToks we chose Let's hear from Jason Re- J- Jason Rees-Mogg. I think Jason. I'm just going to call him that. <laughs> I think I'm just going to call him that. Yeah, let's see what he has to Jacob- say. Jacob, oh, this is about education. So get ready for some absolute toss. I believe in choice. And I believe that people who make choices should also have responsibility for those choices. And if you have decided to come to university, uh, you have made that choice, which will lead to you having higher earnings. Um, out of those earnings, you will pay back the cost of your education. If you don't pay for it, it has to be paid for by somebody else. And you may think it will be paid for by some mythical billionaire. It won't be. Um, National insurance contributions start being paid by people earning about £120 a week. Do you think they should pay for the choice that you're making? VAT is paid by everybody. So what you're really saying is that poorer people than you should pay for your education when you've made the choice and you will get the benefit. But you know the best thing? That the poorest decile in our society have seen a 73% increase in... I believe in choice. 73% increase in, we'll never know. Um, Decile. Decile. That is a word nobody uses. So, what do we think? Tuition fees. Why are they necessary? It's about choice. Everyone should be able to choose. Um, well, first statement that is patently false is that 
getting a university education will lead to higher earnings because there are a lot of degrees yeah. that are not job you know don't get get you a job like very yeah. few degrees now will have any bearing on what job you get at all yeah so um, that was one of my first reactions as well especially if you go into research jobs or stay in academia where you might be inventing some amazing things that we all yeah. need but you'll probably never earn the big bucks no uh, you'll be lucky if you earn enough to pay off your student loan like ever uh, Ever so, um, so you know that's that's not that is a I think a myth. Perhaps though, however, perhaps we could mm-hmm. look up some statistics before we start <laughs> making things up. But yes, I think I what, think what, that's what, what, what do you think's the the uh, controversial point there? Well, I think it's not. I think it's not true that we. I just wondered. I think it's not true. I don't know. It's not true. Do you know what I mean? Like right, that's okay. all I'm so saying. So maybe we could see like we the could overall figures. Um, yeah. The, I think the other thing is though is this. I'm sure, it's a bit higher on average, but like. Oh, I'm sure it is. You know, but not guaranteed by any. It's still a big risk to dump that much money into something that may or may not benefit you. There's also this thing of you know if if he's so concerned about the poorer decile of society and how poorly affected they are then perhaps we could work on making sure they all have a living wage perhaps we could raise the level at which national insurance contributions are paid perhaps there's a million ways of solving that the other thing is this idea that people who go to university do so to benefit themselves and of course you do but a society that has the society needs people. I, I I always find this argument very odd because civil society needs all manner of expert, all manner and experts in plumbing as well as experts in vaccine <laughs> research. But you know, it's like you know they're all contribute, make a valuable contribution, and you could you could make an argument to say, well, also people who go to university sacrifice their ability to get on the property ladder they sacrifice their ability to earn a living they you know it's like yeah if we are putting barriers in the place to someone in the top bottom decile of society who is intensely interested in a subject who has the potential to turn that interest into in, that obsession into something that benefits our country for yeah. a start but like humanity as a whole to just say, well, no, because you haven't got enough money, you're just one of the people that isn't going to be able to afford it, is clearly um, not in the spirit of his defence of no. tuition fees. I, th- I think his, his defence is... Uh, I mean, we all do that, construct an argument out of the things that are going to win it for us. But mm. I think he's... Uh, He's, and this side, I don't know who thinks that some mysterious billionaire is going to pay their tuition fees. Well, um, we think that people that can afford to pay more taxes will cover the cost of it. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're fine to go over an old point. They're perfectly happy to cover the cost of submarines. Like why yeah, yeah, is education yeah. a lower priority than f-ing submarines? Oh, because someone might kill us. Fine, but let's... Um, uh, but yeah, like just it's not just like having experts either. It's just like a generally more educated society is going to just work better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. <laughs> You're going to get less sort of political yeah. problems and, and all those things. And, um, you know, up to the point that they overthrow you in your posh, you know, with your posh voice. 
because they've <laughs> realised that they've been able to see. I, I, I wouldn't put it past him to be, you know, hoping that people, to keep people docile in that decile so yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. see how hollow his uh, thinking is on stuff. I thought it was interesting you raised VAT because that um, there was that, I will dig up the Vox video on that because um, that is a tax on the poor. Like in terms of proportion of your salary, in yeah, pr- yeah. Pr- proportion of your earnings, everyone pays a flat rate of VAT no matter their income level, which means that basically poor people have to spend a lot more on the VAT. than It's like a negligible cost to rich people, but it's like a huge chunk of, of, of any purchase to someone who's not rich. Um, so he's right to raise that. And it's not something that's obviously how you do anything about but at the end of the day, isn't taxation supposed to be about, like, if I've got 100 potatoes, then six potatoes doesn't make any difference. If I've got two potatoes, six potatoes is impossible. So, like, you yeah, know, yeah, just, yeah. you've got to think about it in terms of value to the individual. And that's, I mean, it's yeah. fundamental to what taxation is supposed to do. He's, he's a whole different kettle of fish, isn't he? He's like a some sort of caricature of a person, which makes him kind of, da- you know, like... He's. I think he's weirdly dangerous. He's like that kid out of the Beano, isn't he? Walter, grown up. I did. I have. I told you this on podcast that when I was, <laughs> I had a cleaning job in a sixth form block of a school while I was at university, mm. and I there was a kid that went to the school. He was in the sixth form, and he always wore a Mac and had a briefcase, and he was like Tory boy. Like he mm. was Tory boy. He was Jacob Rees-Mogg, but he was <laughs> at a, at a you know a comprehensive in Brighton. He wasn't like at Eton or anything. And he and I had this very argument about tuition fees and his arguments weren't much different uh and yet he was this you know i, ju- I just think it's choice, is choice. There, let's, let's, before we before we move on let's just talk about the word choice because uh, i mean it's not a choice because you have to put money down and you have to take a risk on it it's not just like here are two things with equal it's like oh well if i get this education then i can have more well why would given the opportunity it's not a choice. It's not a choice. Also, choice implies that there's no aptitude required. And mm. therefore, the people who can afford the education get the education instead of the people that have the ap- the correct aptitude and attitude get the education. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If you can buy your way into Oxbridge, then what is the... F- point of Oxbridge John. it's like it's like not that the, but you know because that's a this is the argument it's like I choose that the people with the most potential and the best work ethic and the biggest desire to contribute to a society go to university that's my choice mm. I choose that people who are clever and good at something and have talent get to explore how far that will take them rather mm. than just the people whose parents can afford to nag them and push them yeah the choice should be which thing am i gonna like if you're if you're kind of if you have some potential you like your choice should be well which thing am i gonna study not like can i even study in the first place but the other one is uh just uh, you know one last point is if you do introduce tuition fees then universities have to start treating students like customers oh which is a disaster yeah, and you and Sharon will attest to this. And, you know, Sharon's constantly having this 
thing where it's like they're big, they're coddling the students so much that what happened to like no, if you get the answer wrong, you don't get the mark. Like it's suddenly it's this whole thing. Everyone expects a different dynamic once you start charging for it. And yeah, yeah. This is it doesn't work for something like academia where you just need to be able, you need to be on a different you can't if you turn academia, which is I mean, doesn't it literally mean it doesn't matter? <laughs> it's <laughs> academic. Like if you try and turn that into this money framing, then yeah. you completely undermine yeah. so many I've facts. I paid of it. my, my fee. Where's yeah. my degree? Exactly. That's and that's that's just not no way to run a higher education system. No. been thinking about money and um Uh like the um the uh you know the 80 the wage gap the gender pay gap um um do you think there's some sense in which money is a a masculine um preoccupation like to turn something into a score like sports, make it make it into this sort of sports game where I can look at a table of the money, um, not to and well, trying to put a financial value on everything so that women then have to go, look, you're not putting a financial value on everything I'm doing. And now the only way to get things is with money. Now, there doesn't seem to be any other way to get stuff. So how does that work? Like there's loads. Can, can we either rethink what we think has financial value or you have to like make up the difference. Does that make sense? Well, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, yes, it does. But I don't know. So the, a couple of things. But the first thing I was going to go into, but I think it's an unnecessary rabbit hole, which is the whole masculine trait, etc. But I think sort of traditionally masculine, maybe, and then women have traditionally done all the looking after the kids type thing. And as Kate Raworth argues in her book as well, this is a contribution to civic society, same as people who go to university. It's a I've I've I interviewed um, for for some research I did a guy that's this far, big pharma lobbyist, hmm. and he talks about the fact that you know you go to university that's funded by you know you you've been educated you you get through the system then you get employed by big pharma and then big pharma charge society for the the medicine that the public money has contributed to. And so there's yeah. something about that that is, and, and you know, if you if Ben Shapiro was here, he'd go, well, who took the risk? The guy that bought the machine that makes the medicine or the guy that went to university? And it's like, yeah, mate, just can you mark that for a second? It's like women staying at home and looking up, or any parent, frankly, we're in a reverse situation at the moment, but like the parenting is an activity that, contributes to society Mm. well you know children that have been uh, whose parents have been able to parent them yeah you know that's how you learn you learn i mean there's kids that get taken into care that like four and five and don't know how to use the toilet yet because they Mm. haven't had basic parenting so like that's a very extreme and heartbreaking example but this is if you've not got time to parent your children society suffers we all you know we've all sat on a a a bus or in a park with a child whose parents just aren't paying enough attention to it or giving it enough Mm. 
love and support, whatever. So yeah. it's like this idea that that's not worth something is yeah. quite ridiculous. So, so in a way, it's like a feat. So I, I kind of want to say maybe it's more about that small number of highly successful, you know, the, the, the aristocracy that yeah. imposed this whole monetary system on us when before we had free markets, we had markets and like, you know, local currencies and like receipts and like exchange yeah. and that kind of thing. And that worked, but it was starting to undermine the power of the people with a legacy of money. So yeah. they were like, no, 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 you're not allowed to use that. That, that money. You're not allowed to do that. You have to use our thing which is sort of with its inherent interest and, you know, the, the sort of reinforcing of our own power. Um, and then I guess there was probably a bit of a tipping where, like, it it is it sort of does make more sense generally for women to like if you well if you have to take time off to literally carry a child then probably if one person in that marriage is gonna have to go leave the house go and work for someone to earn enough money to buy the things that's probably going to be the man in the family so probably going to be the person with. who can't breastfeed yes and then as time <laughs> but really like why can't they just have their workshop and be in the village and kind of trade with the people around them? And Why do they have to go over to this other place and kind of play this game that has been set up by this aristocracy in order to kind of milk them for interest? And now we see that like women, more and more women are having to work just because like the only way to get anything in this goddamn capitalism <laughs> is to fucking put, give someone a disproportionate amount of your time for like a few little fucking purchasing points so that you can then go and like just get stuff to live because they've rigged the system in favor of themselves yeah maybe there was like a like a it was like a nudge economics thing like yeah women are probably more likely to be useful at home but really like no one should be doing this and it really is this conspiracy of the ultra rich that is forcing us to play this unfair game funny story though just to mm. slightly change the tune <laughs> the, uh, the 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 
apparently there's some sort of service that is had to be set up or made available to the ultra rich who don't know how to switch on their washing machine or <laughs> cook or entertain their children so one of the stories this woman told was like there's a there's a mother with four children at home i'm drowning in laundry they had to talk her through teacher had to use the washing machine remotely and then teacher that folding up socks can be turned into a game with your children (laughs) it's like so you know it's like there are some there are there are there are the ultra rich are suffering in new ways due to lockdown, <laughs> so, unless they've bought their staff and can take them with them. But uh, it's. Uh, I also think on the subject of this civics, is it civil or civic society? I don't know. But anyway, the likes of Jacob Rees-Mogg, I imagine, raises his children on a sort of separate sphere. I wonder how involved he is with raising them. like they're they're on the subject of their parenting contribution. They're out, you know, as, as I understand it, these little kids that get you know tr- packed off to boarding school when they're four, five, six, like they're not being they're not being created as part of society. Mm-hmm. They are being institutionalized into a special layer of society that isn't doesn't come into contact with all these other things that we all need to deal with yeah i think yeah. you know there's something and, and if they and did separate. have yeah 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 just the, the the fact that wealth buys you the ability to sort of like opt out of general civic society and not really feel the need to do anything about it because you're kind of like yeah, you don't yeah, depend on it. From it don't care but, you know, I have to say, like, I felt uncomfortable with the studio where I am because it's right in the middle of some quite run-down council estates and sort of, like, I kind of go through and it's like, it's one of those places that feels sketchy and, like, this is not an irrational worry having been sort of, like, attacked more than once in this city. But, like, um, I think it's really important that we expose ourselves to these things so that we're, like, thinking about it. It's on our minds and it's something that we want to help improve. And if you can just, like, stay in your locked compound not yeah. have to deal with it then i think a lot of bright people a lot of well-educated people because let's face it the people with money are going to be better educated and they are going to be quite bright and good looking like it's just <laughs> smell nice like it's what money gets you uh good manners you know all that kind of thing but they're not they're thinking about how to sell advertising space or like trying out f-ing, oh i've got an app that lets you you know they're, they're putting all their time into these more these shiny things and sort of ignoring they could probably do a lot more we i i don't know by just kind of like interacting with the people more you know around me actually i i think all this the example that i always have to go back to when it comes to sort of contribution to society is roads hmm. everyone, everyone has to drive on the roads yeah or be driven <laughs> either in a bus or a special limo or private limo or whatever <laughs> but it's the same road so let's yeah. all just fix the road and then you can drive your on the road to your special mansion that's cool so that's what you want to do but let you know let's all drive on a nice smooth road that works well uh you yeah. know so and it's a set if you get hit by an ambulance you know, sorry you don't get hit by an ambulance if you get hit by a car an ambulance the same ambulance gets called they might redirect yeah. you later but there is you know, pretty much everybody goes to accident and emergency in the same, in, nearest to where they got 
they had the accident. So let's, let's you know, let's agree that there's a bunch of stuff that affects all of us. We've only done two there, but that's fine, I think. Um, thanks for listening. Oh, if you yes. like the podcast, go to <laughs> grandpodcast.com or go to patreon.com and, as well. Subscribe. Come and join us on Patreon. You can come into our Slack and we'll just all hang out and just uh, rant at each other or to give each other tips. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Or tell in each there. other how clever we are. Well, we could try doing that for, for just our self esteem. Wow, you're so clever. Wow, you're very so, clever. Yeah. You're so clever. That's such a clever thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where can people find you on the internet, Ivanka? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. You can find me at Michael Forrest. What was that uh, thing again? What? Brightonnaturalhealthcentre.org.uk. Yeah. Yes, yeah, go Brighton there. Natu- go Sign there. up to a meditation class. Pay what you like. Mm. Preferably mm. a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> pay what you like. But you Sounds can good. pay three pounds. Mm. But a tenner's better. Cool. And uh, come to goodtohear.co.uk slash free, get my book, get on to my little train of, uh, as I develop my empire, get there on the ground floor from the start. <laughs> All right. Um, and we'll see you next week where maybe, I don't know if we're going to do this again or we're going to talk about self-esteem, self-esteem or something. I don't know. We'll I've been a bit feel. tired. I don't think I've been on top. It'll sound good once it's edited anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> All the thinking will be sliced out and it'll just sound like I had some good thoughts we'll straight away. Like so clever. Yes. All right then. All right. And we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 bye.